Welcome back to another episode of You Know You Love Us. I'm Tyler. I'm Hannah. Welcome. Welcome. Love it. Love Love it. it. Wow. Soothing. Uh, We did pregame this episode with 45 minutes of our own private conversation. Mm -hmm. Pregame? Pregame. That's like when you say dupe. Dupe? I want to ask you something, though, before we jump into this episode. Okay. Okay. Have you played with <laughs> the age filter on TikTok yet? Wait, okay, I did and I made a video and I <laughs> I don't think I ta- I tried to tag you. Something occurred. I like tagged you but I didn't put any other tags and I was like, "Oh, no one can see this." So I need to do it again because I need you to know that I looked like the witch in Into the Woods pre-transformation. Hannah? How I looked. I was it gave me jowls too. What the fuck is happening? I think it's a troll. Okay, I don't feel like the age filter is fair because Mm-mm. all these hot girls are posting up being like, oh, I look like my mom. And they'll like start crying. I don't look like my mom at all. I don't look like <laughs> anyone in my family. Okay. Same. Like, I look I look like a damn witch. I look like a witch. I mean, like some of them, Spooky. it's like it gives these girls like Maybe like a little bit darker marionette lines and some cute little delicate crow's feet, and that's it. And they look beautiful, oh, and they look eat, like these, these hot. They look like no. eat my ass. Eat my they ass. Look like they're maybe like maybe sixty years old, and they're like no. giving like like chic. Like I have a straw hat and a tomato garden. I look like a fucking ninety nine year old woman, yes. a witch, a ninety nine year old witch. witch. Yes. And, and yes. it's not fair. And I'm like, what is it? Why is this age filter targeting me and some of the other girlies? But then some of the other girlies look extremely hot with it. It's not fucking fair. And if I that's just, what it's going to look like for me to get old, I'm not looking forward to it. No, it makes them look like Diane Keaton. And we yes. are over here like live, laugh, loving like a fucking preacher's wife from the South, just like jowling all around. Jowling. I don't know why I picked her, uh, you know, there was just an like, image. I just had like an image. Yes. Yeah. She's <laughs> never used sunscreen. She's exactly. never gotten Botox. She's I was never like, used. Bitch? She's I was never like, gotten in her me? life. Yeah. Right. I was like, why do you think I stay in the shade? I literally, I'm How, like, no one has looked like that. My grandmother, who was almost 99 when she died, slayed this woman. Like, yes. looked younger than I looked in this fucking filter. Literally, my grandma is like in her oh. like mid 80s. And I don't know about her skincare personally, but let me say, Diane is looking fucking snatched as fuck. And I bet yes. she just uses like Pond's cold cream and calls yes. it a day. Okay. I mean, so a different generation, a different breed. You yes. Know. And she's yeah. looking snatched as fuck. So you mm-hmm. can't tell me, me out, out in these streets with my retinol and my gua sha and my jojoba oil and, and yeah. my eye creams and my facials that I'm going to look like that fucking filter. I refuse to believe no. it. No. Well, now we're going to fight harder than ever. Now, That's now so true. I feel inspired. We I should said, say thank you to the age filter. Thank you, H. You know what? Thank you. And thank you, age filter, because now I'll be, I'll be guashing. I'll be fucking lymph node massaging yeah. these jowls right out of there. I'm sorry. Also, no one in my family has jowls. I was like, yeah. my mother turned 70 damn years old. May we love you on last Saturday. And she happy belated. Happy belated, May. <laughs> hot piece of ass. Hot piece. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not call your mom no, a hot piece of ass. She snatched. But she's I, so I hot. I was talking in front of the pot, Hallie, and I was like, I mean, should we all be so lucky to turn 70 and be shredded Literally, like my mother. <laughs> she's so hot. It's the, I mean, she got the best calves in the game and I'm really grateful she sent them my way. She, like, she, right? She could be in a Marvel movie tomorrow. I mean, honestly, Put her in the zip yes. up bodysuit, the like, scar- not Scarlet yes. Witch. Who's the one? Oh, oh, Black Widow. 
Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Put her in the Black Widow Black suit. Widow. Yeah. Yeah. She'd slay. Right. Right. That was Spider-Man. But yeah. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. But I'm like, if you could you like my mother would be like one of those like hot models in like a vitamin commercial and like and would be in like a a wetsuit with her surfboard with my brother who is like unfairly attractive and like that and they would just be like look at our cute family and my dad would be next to them also looking snatched like mr monopoly and santa claus and you would also be there and i'd (laughs) i'd be taking the picture also of my i'm gonna kill you but no (laughs) i'm gonna kill you right now um but my brother and sister-in-law are so cool it's upsetting. Do you know sometimes you're like, oh, this is upsetting. You're so cool. You're both so good at surfing. I love you Yeah, but you, you both, can't but see it's... your own coolness. I mean, is like, it? Like you and Jeff are really cool. And you're wow. like, Thanks, you're Hanny. so, you're really cool and good at a lot of cool things. Like Thank Shakespeare. You. Like Shakespeare. And my brother's like, I fix people's minds. And I'm like, but I can speak words. But I loud. fuck with their minds by I how f- good my Shakespeare performance is. <laughs> I make them question their lives. Make them question reality as we know it. You know what's like wild is like, I mean, you know, I love Shakes, Willie Shakes forever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, some of the plays, I, I don't know that we need to keep doing that. There are a couple I'm like, I don't know that this was a hit. That's controversial. And I am a purist. How air. Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody has those days, mm-hmm. you know? So, Like, which ones don't you like? Or are you too scared to say it on the mic? Oh, I'll say it on the mic. <laughs> I do not like Henry VIII. I think it is a big old, big old miss. But there is a flop. great... It's, it's a flop. Okay, let's talk Shakespeare flops. Flop gestures. There is, um, there is a great monologue in that. <laughs> um, but... Um, uh yes, not ideal. I also think I think Mary Wives of Windsor is kind of a flippy flop. Ugh. I don't I I don't like it. I also think that like, you know, I question why we're still doing Taming of the Shrew or All's Well That Ends Well. These are my questions. I they all have very big problems. And listen, I know not everything can be Twelfth Night, a nearly perfect or I, much I, I ade or a much ade. But like, you know, or a hemlock, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to have flop shakes. It's humbling. Yeah. You know, LeBron has an off night sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes LeBron, he goes for the three. It's nothing but air, as they say in the game. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they said that, but I'm with (laughs) you. I, one time in college, we did this like Bardhard type thing with, uh, with Timmy of the Shrew. Okay. And it was just like a stage reading. We did it for like one night only. Okay. Right. But the director tried to kind of adapt it and make it like more current. And he apparently wanted to do real house or real wives, Mary wives of Windsor and make it the real housewives of Windsor. And it never okay, happened. Wait. And to this day, okay, I wait. really wish that it had. Okay. Wait, I love that. The real housewives of Windsor. That's so okay. Cute. That's actually really funny. And that would be an interesting take on that play. I know. That's what I love about Shakespeare. You can just kind of do things. And sometimes people do weird shit where they're yeah. like, I'm going to make it steampunk for no reason. And it's just like, what? Keeping my mouth shut. Not that that's happening, okay. but it's happening. Um, oh. uh, but yes, I think uh, everyone, can, lo- people love making Shakespeare steampunk. And people like, love to listen. Someone sees one of those little like refractory mm-hmm. Atlantis goggles and they're yes. and they say refractory. What? And they say, let me put these on my face. Let me go into the depths of the earth. Let me wear like a vest and and have a yes. little timepiece, a little a little pocket watch. And like, Milo me- Thatch is my inspo. Yeah. Yes. And they say everyone. Yes. And they say everyone dressed like Milo. That's what they say. Anyways. Yeah. I've lots of Shakespeare's taking up my brain lately, which is Mm -hmm. fun. I missed it. I haven't done it in so long. It was really fun. Yeah. Am I an actor? I question. Yes, you are. No, it's enough about me. Enough about me. Hey, never enough about you. It's almost Leo season. It's never enough about you. Thank you. That's very sweet. I just feel very book five Harry Potter lately. And I want to apologize to you and the listeners for just every, every explain <laughs> like in the beginning of the fifth book of Harry Potter, which like, I, love I, this. I didn't explain. get more than a hundred pages in. I need y'all to know that. But in the beginning of the book, he's like, Ron and Hermione didn't write to me over the summer. No one likes me. Everything is terrible. Everything sucks. 
And that's me right now. Like I'm just a Debbie fucking downer. Every I'm no. seeing everything through this lens of anxiety and, and negativity where it's like, oh, of course, of course. Like, and I need to get back into my woo-woo manifestation bullshit to like bring myself into a more positive space because I don't like being this person. I realize it's grating and annoying. And for that, I apologize. Listen, you don't have to apologize to me because as we mentioned last week, uh, first of all, uh, wait. I'll get back to my book five Harry Potter because I want to because that's I'm stealing it. Um, but um, <laughs> that's so accurate. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned last week, not about you, but like about Harry, that is spot on. Um, he's such a bummer. He's such he's a little b honestly. Yeah. Um, but as we mentioned, it is summertime sadness, summertime anxiety. But wow, book five Harry Potter. First of all, my favorite book. Second of all. I I I wish you had read more, but I understand. I also think it's a really fine piece of cinema. But that's so true. Like him in that book, and then it's sad because, you know, I mean, spoiler alert <laughs> at this point, 20 years later, but spoiler alert, you know, his godfather dies in that book. But you yeah, know, it's, it's like it's yeah, it's rough. It's so I'm like, he also is like so deeply traumatized, but yeah. um I reread Harry Potter before I go to sleep. Fuck J.K. Rowling, just in case we needed to say that. Yeah. Um, I would hope that would go without saying on this pod. But yeah. um, but uh, and I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, these books are so misogynistic. Like there's so many things in them that I love about them. But then it's also fascinating to read with the 2023 lens. And you're like, yeah, fuck. Harry Potter five is really a vibe. Harry <laughs> at the beginning in the first hundred pages. No one wrote me over the summer. I want to read Harry Potter, but Wait, just picture DJ James Kennedy as Harry. Wait. That's the series Wait. I want to read. Okay, that is that is the audiobook that we need. What yes. if DJ James Kennedy... Wait, I, you need to timestamp this because this okay. is a great TT idea. You're right. But like him reading like children's books and or he's reading <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. He's reading Pride and Prejudice. Yes. He's like, Mr. Darcy, well, no. Like I'll wait for you forever in the rain. What and Elizabeth? Or, or what if it's James Kennedy reenacting scenes from British literature? That's it. No, so that's it's it. Pride and, and Prejudice. Yes. It's, okay, yes, that's it. That's yeah. It. And you could just put a little blonde wig on you, like yes. a Peter Pan wig, and Some then take it off around my neck. But yes. then like period piece costumes. Right, and then he never vest. No, but well, I feel like I wouldn't wear a shirt because yeah. yeah wait, because I'm looking great. so. Fucking muscular, bro. <laughs> I've been working out, yeah. Wait, this is honestly a great idea. Timestamp. No one can Timestamp. If someone fucking steals this, oh. we have the proof, and I will oh. drag you on the internet. I've done it to before. The mud, babe. Don't fucking tempt me, okay? Listen, Hannah. Hannah came on, said I'm in like a silly goose mood, yeah, and like, uh, I here we go. And I the said, last time I, I publicly need dragged someone for stealing my content. I had all these like finstas in my dms like i remember that like bullying me and then some people who weren't finstas that were still bullying me being like yeah we're gonna circle the wagons because you attacked our girl and i was like you need to get a fucking grip yeah she was like of course we're gonna circle the wagons i was like okay little jay like okay little yeah i was like (laughs) who the fuck are you like one of the townspeople from beauty and the beast like you know they were like Oh, I want to play wow. a townsperson. It's the funnest oh, part. That's the thing. I mean, and and like you you would get to do you would get to be like background and guest on. You would get to be background and guest on reprise. Yes. And then you would also get, get to play like a fork. Yeah, you would be right. You'd be a fork and a pitchfork in um, you know, yes. when they storm the cast. Is that yeah. what, what's the damn title of that song? Not Kill the Beast. Is that the damn title? No, no, no. Kill the beast. Uh, right. I don't I don't remember I'll, I'll listeners. <laughs> yeah, she's Googling. <laughs> yeah, you could be a fork and be our guest and then a pitchfork and kill the beast. Right. Is it just called a townspeople song? Or the like mob village? song. The, the mob, mob song. song. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had to do it. That's how the internet's been with Colleen Ballinger lately. They've been like. Yeah, that's real. Show your courage to the sticking place. A lady M quote. Thanks, Shakes. Full circle. That's pretty dope. Alan Anyways, Mates. anyways, I guess we got to talk about the lady vanished. Yeah. The lady on... 
Vanished. Vanished. It's a Shakespeare day. It is. Shakes is here. Um, Van- the Lady Vanishes, which was a 1938 Hitchcock film. Starring Michael Redgrave. Oh, one Michael Redgrave. Old Hollywood, baby. Old Hollywood. This also gave Old Hollywood again. Yeah. Um, I also looked at how many more episodes there are, and I was just looking at this, like, the screen captures, and I was like, first of all, damn, (laughs) we have, like, eight more episodes. I literally was like, I forgot. This podcast is going to go until, like, 2030. Yeah, (laughs) Like, there are so many episodes. There's so many sodes. And also, like, I forgot what happened. I mean, that's why I love recapping it, because I love it so much. But then I, like, force myself to forget. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that guy? Like, fuck. Oh, my God. The season's juice. I really really feel like this was the series where it was, like, Every this was like the Chicago fire of yes. this generation of actors where it was like yes. everyone had a small role on Gossip Girl at one point. Yeah. And if you didn't, it was like, where's your career going? Probably nowhere. So we open on Get Up and Go At It, Upper East Side. I heard little Jay is having relations with an attache. We always knew she had friends in high places, but how low will she go? Also was talking about this with best friend of the pod, Hallie, about like the conjecture of the Gossip Girl Instagram and how I'm still Mm -hmm. not convinced that they are not not going to do something. They have to. Listen, you know they could get most of the cast. I think, I honestly think Leighton would be the hardest one to get. I would agree. And I don't know that they would ask Ed Westwick back. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully not. Waffles is at the VDWs. um, And Little Jay is like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And she wants to go out but uh, tonight, but Waffles pulls out a DVD, a Blu-ray, question mark. And Little Jay is bummed because she wanted to go out. And Waffles says... He's like, no, we got like 12 deliveries to make. Um, And I said, my God, who has the time in this economy? And he needs to leave the drugs there for the day, I guess, which made me really nervous. And she's like, great, Jenny's drug way station. I guess that's the only good thing about my parents being away and and being in a big unexpected or unexplained fight. And Waffle says, I can think of some other things and then kisses her. And I said, I feel like he's using her. I really hate this. He answers his phone. It's his dad. He says he has plans with just a friend. And little Jay is shook. Speaking of Belgian waffles, this show loves to cut to a shot of waffles popping out of a toaster. It's simply too much. So at Nate and Chuck's, waffles pop out of the toaster and S pads out of the bedroom with sex hair wearing a button up and like inexplicably high socks for first thing in the morning. And she goes, since when do you cook? And Nate's like, I didn't even know we had a toaster. And then they start <laughs> fucking around in the kitchen and we see it through the glass Ew. of the fridge. And then a song comes on that's like, she's a sunset stripper, a Hollywood freak. And they start, <laughs> yeah. Nate starts feeding her strawberries and then like out of the fridge. And then conveniently, there's just a bowl of whipped cream in the Freshly fridge. Freshly whipped. Babe. Yes. yes. And S like puts her finger in and like licks uh. it off her fingers. And then she starts dipping the strawberries in it and then feeding them to Nate. And they're passionately making out. And then they're eating caramel. Where did the caramel come from? And then he lifts her up on the counter and they start passionately necking. And then it cuts necking. to them on the floor. <laughs> they're passionately necking. And then cuts them on the floor. And Nate's like, I told you I was good in the kitchen. And S is like, the cocktail olives I could live without. Not really a breakfast food. <laughs> And then they hear Blair being like, oh, Chuck, yes. Oh, God, that's it. Ho, ho. And Nate's phone rings and it's Chuck, which is so cringe that we find out that Chuck's not even there. And Blair's just doing this for funsies, but very relatable. And then Chuck asks Nate to like get his get Blair like because Blair's getting curious and that's not a good thing. And Nate's like, "Okay, sure. And Blair like continues to moan. Yes. Oh, yes. And and Chuck or he wants his phone, right? He left his phone he wants in his, his briefcase. Yeah, I think. Okay. Meanwhile, Elizabeth uh, passes behind Chuck, who's been sitting at the is it the Algonquin Hotel? Yes, is the that Algonquin. The, name? the Algonquin. Um, and uh, Elizabeth passes behind him, and he's seemingly like staking her out, but he pays a large amount of cash for what Elizabeth's hotel key. Mm. Then we get S opening Chuck's door. 
Um, and B is like, haven't you ever heard of knocking? And S is like, uh, I did, but you didn't hear me. Uh, we heard you though. B is like, I'm sorry. Was that awkward? And I was like, wow. Yeah, I feel this deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, are you trying to prove some kind of point? Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. And B admits that Chuck, she and Chuck aren't connecting right now. Like not only sexually, but he's also shutting her out. And last week she's like, he went through something and if he's still upset, I just want him to be able to talk to me. I've tried all my tricks and he's not interested. I just want to make him feel better. There. So sweet. Out of the dorms, sad oh brown, sad brown jacket Dan is um, you know, in the hallway and he crosses paths with a scantily clad tan girl in the hallway. And her name is <laughs> Melissa. And he's Correct. like, she's like, whoa, you're a little overdressed. I have an extra pair of board shorts. If you want to join me, hit Ocean Drive. And Dan oh. is like, oh, maybe some other time. And he knocks on Vanessa's door and she answers and he asks her to forgive him. She's been ignoring his calls. And he's like, look, I just want things to go back to the way they were. And I didn't mean what I said in the hospital about having feelings for you. And it's like literally fine because, look, I'll go with you and Paul, a.k.a. Prichard, to this huge South Beach dorm party. And you know what? I love parties and I love Paul. And look, I'll even bring a date. And Vanessa's like, oh, what date? And he's like, oh, well, if you had returned any of my uh, 10,000 phone calls, you would know that I've started seeing someone. It's not serious, but uh, look, it'll be fun and normal. I promise. And she's like, okay, fine. The party starts in an hour. What's her name? And he's like, Melissa. Yeah. Her name is Melissa. Okay. See you soon. And then he leaves. And in the hallway, he asks a random girl. He's like, Hey, do you know someone named Melissa? So he's like going to track down Melissa and ask her to be his fake date to this thing. Poor sad Dan. I know. Then we get super sleuth 1940s Chuck and he's breaking into Elizabeth's hotel room. He goes through her bags and he finds something. (gasps) A handkerchief. And Nate and S are being cozy, which is like, like, it's like a vibe, I guess. But Nate's being weird and is like, um, I need, I need to use, or sorry, Blair and S are being cozy, which is a vibe. I was like, I wouldn't say it was a vibe if it was Nate and Serena. <laughs> Fucking offensive. And, um, and Nate's being weird and is like, oh, I guess I like need to use Chuck's phone. And S is like, there's one in the living room. Wait a minute. Chuck asked you to get his phone when he called, didn't he? And Blair's like, Chuck called? What? And Nate is like, oh, no. What? Uh, like tries to lie. And and then B says, oh, God, I miss that. Dating someone who's a horrible liar. And Ch- she says, Chuck didn't want me to see his phone. Hand it over, Archibald. And Nate does. Um, also, who is that blonde woman in this painting in Chuck's bedroom? Anyways. And they find half a dozen, <laughs> half a dozen calls from an unknown number and a message. <gasps> Meanwhile, at the penthouse, Jenny and Damien quickly hide the drugs that they're they've been sorting out for all their deliveries. And Lily <laughs> enters the room confused and suspicious. And they had assumed that she wouldn't be awake because she had been sleeping until like noon. She's like v depressed because her and Rufus mm-hmm. are fighting. And she's really upset. And she's like, I want you both in the living room now. Cut to Blair. She's pacing. She's crazed, mad, spiraling about the chuck of it all. And S is like, Blair, put the phone down and talk to him when he gets home. And Nate is obviously confused. He's like, wait, this number that keeps calling him is the one that that one that he called me from this morning. And B listens to this voicemail on, on Chuck's phone. And it's like, Charles, it's me, Elizabeth. I know I keep calling, but you haven't returned. And well, there are things you need to know, things I need to tell you. I'm still at the Algonquin, but I'm checking out today. I hope you'll change your mind. And Blair's like, oh, my God, it's Elizabeth Fisher. And S is like, who's Elizabeth Fisher? And then Chuck comes in. and He's like, her name used to be Evelyn and she's my mother. And then Gossip Girl's like, and just like that, we get the mother of all questions. We love it. And just like that. I know. Oh, I love that. It was like referencing Sex in the City from the days of yore. But I know. I miss now it. we're here. I miss it, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not caught up. I'm like two episodes in. Oh, you're not missing much. Let me tell okay. you. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, I also loved that Chuck was giving that mm, that whore is my mother. Wasn't that the line from last week? That or that whore. mother's or that mother's mm-hmm. my whore was yeah. what I was about to say. Hard to that say. That mother's my whore. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with this okay. show, you never know. You wave right. Really hard. Really hard to say. Chuck has the second half of the locket. They ask how that's even possible, like that she's still alive. Um, because Nate's like, but Bart told you that she died. And he says, he also told me, 
this was very funny. He also told me that kids wear suits to kindergarten and blue chip stocks are great birthday gifts. He told me what... (laughs) Damn it. He told me what he wanted me to believe. And I was like, this is great writing. Um, And S says, "Uh, why aren't you excited? Uh, She's back. Also, Serena was fucking insufferable. I was like, get out of this. This is not about you. Yes. God damn it. And Chuck says, why would I be excited? Why did she come back? I have a pretty good idea. And he he says, he tells uh, Blair to throw the locket away. So he says, throw this worthless trinket away. (laughs) Um, And S is just coming on way too strong. And and she says, you have to let her explain. And Chuck's like, no, I don't. I'm going to a bar for a drink. If you want to do any more sleuthing, I'll leave you the code for the safe. And it's just like, what are we going to do? He's acting crazy. And I'm like, he's really not. He seems no. like very level-headed for Chuck. Like, he seems like really chill. He's just going to go have a drink. Yeah. Um, and Blair's like, we're not going to do anything, you fucking idiot. He's had enough pain in his life. If he doesn't want to hear her story, we're going. I'm going to respect that. And so will you. Damien and Jenny sit on the couch waiting for Lily to lecture them. And Damien's like, I kind of want to take off. I don't really want to play the scared boyfriend role. And Jenny's like, no one's asking you to play the boyfriend role. And the elevator bell dings and Rufus shows up and he's like, "Okay, Lily, what's so fucking important that you couldn't tell me over the phone? And Lily fills him in and Rufus looks pissed. Cut to the South Beach party at the dorms. Cowabunga surfs up, everybody. The party is in full swing. And Melissa is asking how long Paul and Vanessa have known each other. But Dan thinks that she's asking about how long he's known Vanessa. And he's like, oh, well, we've known each other since we were kids. And Melissa's like, uh, <laughs> I meant Paul. And Vanessa tells her about their meet cute. And Vanessa's like, where did you meet Dan? And Melissa's like, oh, in the hallway, actually. And Dan like cuts her off. And Vanessa looks confused, maybe a little jealous, question mark. Dan and Melissa excuse themselves. And Paul asks Vanessa, are we going to talk about what's going on here? And Vanessa's like, more drinks first. So she's just, they're all just drinking in their way into oblivion trying to overcompensate for the awkwardness also like for dorms did they like was this like a thing could you just throw parties like this and also like where in a dorm is this party i don't know where i have a lot of i was wondering where is it this is a big commons room or something Uh, yeah yeah but then there's like like neon colored drinks at every turn right and also like Themed parties. Look, as a theater kid, I love a themed party, but yes. the decorations like no college party would have this level of decorations. No one wants to pay for that. No. Yeah. I just had a lot of questions about it and I didn't live. I only lived in one dorm for like half a year and was like, I've had simply enough. You're like, not for me. B apologizes to Chuck and Chuck is very surprised. He says a Blair Waldorf apology without a caveat. So, and he sounded very British when he sounded, when he said caveat, he was like, caveat sounds serious. And Blair's like, I'm here if you want to talk or if you don't. Um, and Chuck says, even if she's my mother, it doesn't change anything. The past belongs to the past. And Blair hands him the locket and says, I think we should go to Bart's grave one more time, drop that off and never look back. She's like really trying to give him like what he needs. She's like so great. sensible. I think she's doing great. Like 10 holding out of space. 10. Yeah. Yes. Holding space. Um, Fufus is then going in on Lily about he's like, how did you let this happen? And I'm like, fucking chill out. I've had enough of Foof at this point. Truly. And he's like, Jenny isn't Serena. Children need boundaries. And Waffles is like, "Uh, excuse me, sir. We fell asleep watching TV. And Fufus is like, the worst part about being the father of a teenage girl is remembering what it was like to be a teenage boy. Pack your bags. You're coming with me. Jennifer, pack your bags or I will. And I was like, my God. And Lily's like, can we all please just talk about this? And Fufa says, no, we can't. And while she's packing her bags, I'll go grab what's left of my own. I don't like this, this it's like not shade of look. Fufus. No. It's annoying. It's really annoying. And I feel like he's trying too hard and Fufus wouldn't act like that. No. Yeah. Fufus would probably be like crying like onto his guitar. Like he, if I, here's all the tin drops yeah. of my guitar. Ah. He'd write that before Tay. Yeah, Rufus's version. Rufus. Um, <laughs> RV, RVTV. <laughs> Dan walks around in a harrowing purple tank top. Vanessa asks Dan where Melissa is, and then she cuts the shit, and she's like, I knew this would be weird. We're not really in a friendship groove here, Dan. There's too much pressure. And he's like, well, 
there's no pressure. And he turns around and he sees one of those things, like one of those picture things that where the holes are cut out of the faces and you can like mm-hmm. put your face in. And mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, problem solved. What could be friendlier than a mock photo? Come on. And they're trying to get behind the wood and they're like oh, stuck God. between like the wood that has the picture on it and a two by four, like behind it. And they're really close and they look at each other and then they start making out. And I responded to this in a Me way too. that I was not expecting. They got chemistry. Ooh, I, bet they, I bet they fucked. Yeah, it was hot. And then I, I tell you, I used to have a coworker in Chicago. Oh, I worked God. with her at a restaurant. And Already no matter how this. hot it was, they made us wear the like tightest, like, jean pants with like button up shirts and in like 90% humidity, 95 degree, like Chicago weather, like you would get home from your shift and you would like peel your sweaty clothes off of you. And I had a coworker that always go, it was, it's too fucking hot. It's hot. Oh my God. I'm not making any fucking money. It's fucking hot. She was always so mad. And today I'm like, was she, um, what's her name? I'm uh, like curly hair. You know, from did you know her for real? Because she did no, have curly no, hair. Wait, no, but I was talking about the actor who talks like this. Oh, Natasha Leon. Yeah, was she Natasha Leon? Yeah, she it was giving Natasha energy yeah. for sure. Okay, okay. And like literally, like anytime something's hot, whether it's like steamy or it's like physically hot, I'm like it's fucking hot. I'll be like, but, hey, Jake, so that was like her hat. genuine voice. <laughs> that was. I love her. Wow. Happy to know you from afar, babe. <laughs> Literally. So this was hot to me. And then and then Dan's like, uh, should we take a photo? It's a uh, look, it's just all these mojitos in the confined space and the heat. And then they take an uncomfy, awkward photo. It's hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> uh, Serena and Nate meet up with Chuck and Blair and S made a reservation for Greek comfort food. And and but you know you can tell Nate's like what's going on and Gossip Girl gives us careful ass you think you may know what's best but this time you might be pushing your Chuck we love mm-hmm. um, we cut to like an icy Brooklyn bridge um, and we're at the Greek restaurant and Blair is sus of all of this because um, Serena's like oh no. Blair's like what is going on she's like nothing maybe some drinks and bread for the table and Blair's like you haven't eaten carbs and like. 10 years or whatever she says. And then Elizabeth walks in and S is just the worst at meddling. She does not hold a candle to a one Blair Waldorf. Mm -mm. And S is like, we think you're making a big mistake. No matter what you say now, you'll always wonder and it will eat away at you. And and, and she's like, she's here now and she wants to talk to you. Whatever she has to say, it's worth knowing. And Chuck is like, all right, fine. So he agrees. At the party. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry, Anna. <laughs> no, it's fine. At the party, everyone is chugging these absurdly brightly colored drinks. So um, literally looks like Windex in a cup. Yes. And Dan, UV blue for sure. And Dan yes. and Vanessa return to Melissa and Paul. And Melissa and Paul have corroborated their stories. And the, the jig is up. Okay. They have figured out that Dan and Melissa only just met this morning. And Vanessa called Paul this morning asking to get back together, which is a shock to Dan. And Paul and Melissa go to dance and Vanessa's like, wait. And Paul's like, no, no, we know what's going on with you both and either do something about it or don't do something about it. But please don't bring normal people into whatever this is. And he was in his like brightly colored, like Ken adjacent ascot, which I loved. Yes. And Vanessa is peeved about how this all went down. Yeah. I was like, good for you, Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck says, uh, I was brought here under false pretenses. This is back at the restaurant. And Elizabeth is like, Serena told you that you know who I am, Chuck. Or told me that you know who I am, Chuck. Uh, And Chuck says, if it's all the same to you, why don't we speak or why don't we skip to the end of the story? I know why you're here. And Elizabeth is like, to talk, Chuck. And Chuck says, let's see how much you'll talk and writes her a check. No strings attached. I don't want to know your story. I want you to leave and never come back. Whoa. And Elizabeth, is this really what you want? I'm sorry, Charles. You're right. And then Chuck says, expensive lunch, but worth it. By the way, you were wrong. Whoa. So we cut to check. Uh, Yeah. And she takes it. She She takes takes the bait. It's not great. 
Jenny is packing her stuff when Damien walks into the bedroom. She hands him the drugs and he's like, I actually came to say goodbye. And she's like, okay, well, goodbye, friend. That's what you called me on the phone to your dad, right? And he's like, so? And she's like, so I'm getting exiled to Brooklyn for our relationship. And I don't even know if we have one. And he's like, Jenny, I mean, you're in high school. Your father's not completely out of line. And she's like, hey, you know, wait a second. I'm not going to write your name in a heart on my binder, but I'm not going to start World War III with my father for nothing. What are you going to give me to fight for? And he won't answer. And then she shows the drugs to Rufus and Lily. And she's like, Rufus is like, whose are these? And Jenny's like, they're mine. And Rufus is like fully having like a mentee be at this point. He's like dissociating to another dimension. He's like, Damien's like, Jenny, what are you doing? And she's like, I may be a bitch, but I'm not a little bitch. I told you I wasn't afraid. That line. Wait, title of that. Can can you even? But I'm not a little bitch. And Rufus is like, are you taking these drugs? Are you selling them? And she's like, they're for a friend. And he's like, and she's like, you know, I figured since you were, you know, in a band and on the tour bus for all those years, you would get it. And he's like, now look, Jenny, there's a huge difference between doing a joint in my basement and a sack of narcotics. (laughs) Wait, hold on. I thought it was sharing a joint with my bassist. But wait, I, wait, no, I, I love right. doing a, a joint in my basement. <laughs> I just love that. I think you're probably right. But no, I think you're like, right because it makes wait. a lot more sense to say smoking a joint with my bassist versus <laughs> doing a joint in my basement. Doing a joint, what? Doing a joint in my basement. In my basement. I do a lot of drugs, you guys. I don't know if you can tell. I love weed (laughs) and narcotics. I'm kidding for legal reasons. Uh, kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's important. Oh it's an important um, distinction to make. And Jenny's like, oh, boo, whatever. Basement bassist. It's all the same. Just tell me what my punishment is. Juvie, military school. What the fuck ever. Just tell me. And he's like, I look at you and I don't see my daughter anymore. And then Damien's like, the drugs are, well, they're actually my father's. Gasp. It was really intense. Oh this my was God. a lot. This was a lot for me. I'm going to um, need to do a joint in my basement after this. I'm going to take the edge off. I better share <laughs> one with my basis. <laughs> if either of us could ever be cool enough to be the band, LOL. Never. Be in the band, smoke weed, neither of the above. Neither. Cool enough for neither. Uh, everyone is like chasing after Chuck and he says, you were looking for a fairy tale ending. The next time rent a movie leave me out of it the next time i'm sure it's not what he said and b says please you and i both know why she's talking to serena you and i both know why he did this and it doesn't have to do with chuck and s is like and nate's like what does that mean and she's like i i gotta go and then jumps into a cab telling no one where she's going uh dan is like hey look vanessa we have to talk about our kiss and vanessa's like there's nothing to talk about we just had too many mojitos I none of those drinks looked like a mojito. Let no, me just say, not a one. You think a college kid's gonna muddle some some the mint? mint? No, Get the I fuck didn't see. Here. I didn't see a mint leaf. The closest mint leaf with us was at the nearest Whole Foods. Okay, oh, come like, on, come on, come, come on. on, be fucking come real. On. He's like Vanessa. Why did you lie about dating Paul? And Vanessa's like, well. It was because I knew that you were like literally obsessed with me. So I was like, if I have a boyfriend, then he won't get your hopes up. And he tries to be like, Vanessa, please. And she's like, she's like, don't get all Dan Humphrey on me, Melissa. Really? And Dan claims he was trying to protect their friendship. But she said that stopped being an option when he revealed his feelings. And he shouldn't have done that. And he's like, well, I have to get another mojito now. (laughs) Enough with the mojito work. Enough. Honestly, those are really hard drinks to make. And I hear as a bartender, I've never bartended, but I hear they're very annoying. They hate when people order them. Yes, yes. Yep, correct. Anything mm-hmm. where you have to muddle, I think is yeah. probably, and it's, I'm sure they always get ordered at like peak times, like on yes. brunch, at brunch, mm-hmm. you know? Then Waffles is still lying about the drugs and uh, uh, and his dad to Fufus and Lily um, and really boosts up little Jay and says that he didn't sleep there last night. And that little Jay was just trying to protect him. Lies on lies. Meanwhile, Blair and Chuck, Blair is like, we can talk if you want. And Chuck says, no talking. And then they start making out. And I said, hot Ooh. to me. 
Then little Jay is like, well, that certainly was a crazy story. And Waffles is like, it's not a story. It's true, except for that part about my dad being sober, which was really sad. Yeah. Um, and Fufus has flushed the pills down the toilet. And uh, Waffles looks at Jenny and is like, just be happy you have a father who actually cares about you. And Jenny and her swoopy side bangs, the work she did with her face in this episode of going, <clears throat> oh, yeah, a whole bunch of that. Um, and uh, and Fufus is like, he's like, uh, or Jenny's like, I actually liked waffles. And Fufus says, you're young. You'll get over it. Get your suitcase. Oh, uh, I will say waffles oh story about his dad was giving Tom's house was broken into and he confronted the burglar and then yes, 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 three times. Like he was like, yes, my, yes, my dad was this, addicted yeah. to drugs. And then it, oh, like it just, was. It, yeah. Yeah. It was a word totally. salad of bullshit. Yes, but unfortunately, it wasn't. I know, Whatever. but he didn't act it that well, so I no. didn't believe him. Correct. So it was giving Tom's house was broken into and he run in the burglar. <laughs> S goes and finds Elizabeth, and Elizabeth's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, well, I need to leave. And S is like, can I just have a second of your time? And she's like, Charles made his feelings clear. And she goes, it's not for him. It's for me. I'm like, yes, this has all been we for know. you, S. We know. We know. For the love of God. So we see S asking Elizabeth why she left and she tells her about her own experience with her dad. And it turns out Elizabeth got pregnant at 19 and she wasn't ready to be a mom. So she and Bart had agreed to put Chuck up for adoption. But then once Mar once Bart met baby Chuck, he couldn't go through with it. And he asked Elizabeth to marry him, but she didn't love him. And S is like, oh my God. So he blackmailed you and told you if you left, he'd, you'd never be able to see your son. And she's like, no, I'm the one who told him to tell Charles I was dead. Oh, oh, she was like, it was the only way I knew he'd never come looking for me. That way I could go on with my life as if he never happened. And I was like, <laughs> OK, but you must have had regrets. And knowing Bart, he wouldn't have made it easy to come back. Right. And she's like, well, no, actually, he sent me money all the time to keep me away. But the truth is, he didn't have to because, well, I never doubted my decision to pretend I was dead. I know that's not what you were hoping to hear, but. Well, now you know why it's better if I just leave. My son wants to hate me and I don't blame him. And S is like, Chuck is better than anyone I know pushing people away. I don't care what he says or does, but there's no child who doesn't want to know their parent. And she storms off. Oh, my God. That was a twist. Yeah. If I've ever heard. Jeez. One. Jeez. Oh. And then we're at the beach party. It's my turn. It's me. <laughs> um, and and we get the intro to The Dog Days Are Over <gasps> by Florence and the Machine. Did this song rule your life? Because it this it ruled my fucking life along with the film Eat, Pray, Love and the book Eat, Pray, Love. It ruled my life. What a specific moment in time when those things were like prevalent in the zeitgeist. Oh. I remember hearing this song for the first time and it was like my spirit like levitated yes. out of my body. Like I was brought yes. to life. Just that yes. dun, 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 on the piano. Oh my God. I mean, and when that kicks in, my favorite part is like, I, th I guess it's after the second chorus and it's like, it, it the beat drops out. It's like, bah, ka, ka, ka. And then it comes back in. I'm like, oh out, I'm out. I am running towards my dreams. Chills. I listen to it all the time. It's so, so good. It's still like one of my favorite songs. It just it's like so good. makes you feel like you are in the movie of your life. You're alive. Yes. And I just like live. I, I love feeling that way. What's the hook um, where she's like, happiness, like a Oh, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like that part um, always reminded me yes. of like the part in like a movie trailer when it drops and it's like Diane Keaton, Jennifer Garner and yes. names all the big people and it cuts to all of them like looking at each other or like doing something. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And to me, it's like running through the airport to your love. Mm, yes. Mm, like mm. run, run. Oh, iconic. And Vanessa and Dan lock eyes and she approaches him and gives you a, can I steal you for a second? And she's like, listen, you're right. I have feelings for you and I'm scared because I don't want to ruin our friendship. And he's like, yeah, I mean, and they go back and forth. They do this like overlapping. It's like, very like zip zap zap. Yeah, it's giving zip zap. Um, and, and they're like, yeah, we're so technically we're like 
hurting our friendship by not hooking up. And honestly, they have great chemistry. I'll say it again. Um, And then they make out to the start of the bridge. And I said, why are people slow dancing to this song? This is what? Also, like, uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Show us the DJ. Jenny apologizes to Rufus and asks if Damien can visit her. And Rufus, you know, out of 10, as per usual, is like, fuck no, you lied to us. And I can't have you being friends with someone who is mixed up with drugs. And Jenny's like, oh, my God, just because you both found something you can finally agree on, you and Lily, it doesn't mean you're right. Let's get this over with. And she, like, rolls her eyes and leaves. And Lily's like, I just wish you and Jenny could stay here and we could figure this out. And Rufus is like. Jenny needs to be in her childhood room with her feet on solid ground. Still don't understand why they have two residences no, when they're literally married. Yeah. And he's like, and I think I need that too, at least for a while. And poor Lil is just standing by herself. Chuck and Blair are in this like weird red lighting. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you Elizabeth was calling. Wanted to find out why she did what she did without anyone else finding out. Writing the check was a test. And then Chuck gets a call from the front desk and Elizabeth is in the lobby. Oh my gosh. Then Fufus looks for little Jay and she's gone. And we get, there comes a time when every father learns you can't keep a bad girl down. (gasps) I may be a bitch, but I'm not a little bitch. I may be a bitch. I mean, my favorite made up housewife tagline, again, Hallie gets three mentions, but when she said, people think I'm a bitch. And that's it. So good. It's so good. It's the best one. I'll never not say it. It's iconic. <laughs> Nate puts together that the letter from Serena's dad is why she's been avoiding her mom and like living at the Waldorfs. And he like it turns out that S's dad knows where she is now and he still hasn't seen her. So he must really not want to. Mm-hmm. And she says that talking to Elizabeth made her realize that her dad doesn't want to be found. And she's like. Things between us, Nate, have just been so fun, and I I didn't want to bring any heaviness into it to ruin it. So that's why she was sort of keeping this from Nate. And Nate, Mm -hmm. a supportive king, is enjoying every minute of their strawberry whipped ice cream love. (laughs) Strawberry whipped cream love, I mean. But he wants to be the person that she can bring anything to. And he's like, look, you should consider that maybe your father isn't worth finding if this is the way he feels. Wow. Wow. Also, what the fuck were her blue cobalt leggings and long gray sweatshirt situation? About? I really had questions about those leggings. They were upsetting. Elizabeth, meanwhile, with Elizabeth and Chuck, Elizabeth says, you have every right to hate me, but I want to be in your life and gives the Chuck the check back to Chuck. <laughs> um, and she's like, I think it's better if you know me. I've decided to stay in New York and wait for as long as it takes. I want to know my son. Wow. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Promising, promising. Promising. It's cute how excited Chuck was. He's like, okay, can I get you a really drink? Sweet. It was um, really sweet. Dan and Vanessa are happily tangled in the sheets after having sex and they rate themselves a plus, plus, plus. Um, that was more Serena than them, but you know what I mean? No, no I get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They agree to take it one day at a time. They're going to keep being friends and also fooking. And a One Republic song plays and Jenny (gasps) runs up to Damien on the street and she's like, you're going to be in, or he goes, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And she goes, yeah, well, you better make my punishment worth it. Anyways, I raided Lily's medicine cabinet. She sometimes get headaches and Damien examines the drugs that she hands him and it's oxy. And he goes, that's a hell of a headache. And she's like, yeah, I figured we could go to the party and you could sell those instead. And he goes, or we could skip the party. And then Jenny goes and do what? And he kisses her as one Republic is like, tell me what you want from me. Oh, <laughs> loved this song too. I know what a bop. One Republic, what an era. Oh my god, what an era. Well, oh my god. Same with the fray. How to change a life. Oh my god, I can't believe that there was a time in my life where I consciously made the decision to listen to the fray. Like I sat down and I pressed play on a fray song on purpose. On purpose. I did it on purpose while I would work out. On purpose. I would do it like while I was doing my homework. Really yeah. angsty. Wow. Where we did I go wrong? It's like, shut wrong up. Say yeah, it was a moment. Brutal. Um, Lily is met by Vanya in the Vanderwoodson's residence, who says that someone turned in Fufus's scarf in the Lost and Found. 
Um, and it was found in Mrs. Holland's apartment. Mm. Mrs. Holland's opus, oh. if you will. And Lily drinks and cradles the scarf. I feel so bad for her. That really sucks. I know Lily fucked up, food, but I'm still in yeah. a place of justice for Lily. Uh, same, because I'm like, they kissed. And also, like, then you just went and fucked someone, probs? He, like, death fucked I Mrs. just think Holland. that's a little... Yeah, yes, Mrs. Holland's open. Mrs. Holland's open. I, I really think, I really think he overreacted. I mean, I'm like cheating is cheating, but I'm yeah. also like, uh, the, didn't this happen? I don't know. I just feel like he's really he wanted an excuse to say it was over. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. She's like, I kissed this guy for two seconds. It meant literally nothing. I'm really sorry. I was scared nothing. to tell you. And that's why I made up all yeah. these lies. I didn't handle it right, but I was scared. And now, like, can we please just work this mm-hmm. out and talk about it? And he's like, no. And I'm going to go fuck Mrs. Holland's opus. <laughs> Enough. Enough. S makes a call Enough. and she's she calls her dad. She's like, I still don't know if this is your number, but I wanted you to know that I'm not looking for you anymore. I thought you didn't want to know me, but now it's me that doesn't want to know you. I'm done. And she hangs up and Nate comforts her. Blair leaves Chuck. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to head out. And he's like, okay. And he's so excited to hang out with his mom. He's beaming. And Gigi goes, spotted Chuck Bass breaking bread with his mother. Our little boy lost is finally found for now, at least XOXO gossip girl. <sighs> wow. Iconic. Wow. I loved this episode. So I thought it was fucking crazy. Me too. I thought it was crazy and it like hits that Gigi vibe perfectly. It's camp, it's melodrama, mm-hmm. it's like it's giving drugs, it's giving melodrama, it's giving soap opera, it's giving sexy sex, sex, sex. Important. It's great. All the all the all the important, important things. Well, this yeah. was a blast as always. Yes. Tyler. This was a dream. A, a treat. Will you do me a favor? Just tell our amazing listeners where they can find you. Hannah, I'd be so honored. Y'all can find me at Tyler McMeredith on the Instagram or Tyler McMeredith on the Tiki Talkies and the same on threads, question mark. I feel weird about that. Ah, That was a moment in culture. I tell you what, that was like, my God, it was like everyone forgot about TikTok for 12 hours. It was weird. Anyways, where can our amazing listeners find you, Han? Oh my gosh. Thank you, T. Y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram, Twitter, and threads. LOL. Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok. If you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave it a rating and a review. Tell your friends. We love y'all and we appreciate you. And we'll see you soon. On. Yeah. Uh-huh.